0: Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the past 7 days, I have suggested Edwin to play Armello.
1: Armello? Armello. Talk to
0: your doctor to see if Armello is right for you. (laughs) May cause drowsiness, rashes, and anal leakage. Oh! Uh, Armello is a 2015 medication. (laughs) (laughs) It's a digital board game which was first announced on the iPad title as an iPad title. I'm not sure I like the
1: phrase digital
0: board game. Do you know? That's the way I'm phrasing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It just seems
1: like people's office.
0: But I think if you actually saw Armello, you get the sense of like what it's trying to go for. And it is trying to very much replicate um, a board game feel. The
1: tabletop experience.
0: Exactly. Mm. Much Mm. like a game like Hearthstone. Have you heard of Hearthstone? I've heard of it. I feel like I'm overpronouncing Hearthstone. Hearthstone. It's Hearth, Hearth, you know, like home and Hearth.
1: I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hearthstone is a Blizzard card game that's been really, really popular. Was there a new edition recently out? Yeah, I mean, they constantly put one out every season. Okay. Um, they put out more expansions and more expansions, and so people just keep buying these digital cards. And um, yeah, it's one of those things where... It started as a digital game, but it looks like a card game and it feels like a card game. And so what they've actually done is they've went back and actually created physical versions of this game.
1: Oh, I see. They sort of did it in reverse Yeah, of Sentinels. Exactly. Rather than creating the board game first and then making the digital version, they had a digital version and then they realized, oh, wow, people like this. Right. Let's, Let's give make a physical them version. Some, hard, some hardware for them to buy.
0: So I feel like Armello is very much in the same shoes. They, they thought of like a really good digital interface for a board game. And I can totally see this being an actual game. Um, But yeah, it is a digital game first or a video game first. Uh, It came out on steam in 2015, which then became very popular. Uh, People started playing it then. Um, And I think in 2017 is when it first came to the iPhone. And I think 2018 is when it came on the Nintendo switch. And then 2019 is when we're playing it. Exactly. So we're a little late. Um, the company... It's a timeless game. League of Geeks uh, mentions that it is influenced by games like Magic the Gathering, which, if you don't know, okay. it's a card game. <laughs> it's a collectible card game. Also, inspirations from other games like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is a PlayStation 1 game. Great. Uh Game of Thrones, which I, you know, hopefully you got to the point in the game where you feel like it is much like Game of Thrones. I miss the boobies. All the characters. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be weird. It'd be super weird because all the an- all the characters are... Bunny boobies? <laughs> animals, yes. <laughs> so I can definitely see that. Um, I also felt like this game had direct inspirations from other games like Civilization, where you're moving from tile to hex Hextile, uh, that gives you different attributes and you have different things to do, going for a quest and uh, another board game, uh, which is called Diplomacy, which is where you send messages to other characters taking over Europe, I believe, uh, and you kind of do turns in secret and you can backstab other people. So not so much of that, but you get a sense that you you can either play with people or you can play against people.
1: Oh, I see. That's a nice twist. Mm Mm-hmm before we carry on oh a s t i s j g that's right it's time for the occasional segment asking sam things i should just google and this time around i'm asking sam who is thomas
0: clancy and what is he doing about the division two so division is a type of math formula <laughs> where you take a number and you but divide it. Zero. <laughs> zero. so do you know tom clancy do you know have you heard of tom clancy that he's either a
1: novelist or a character in a series of uh, spy novels or something where yeah. the military is glorified in he some ways.
0: was a novelist, uh-huh. passed away, I think, uh, like five years ago or something like that, um, okay. but very famous writer, responsible for writing very realistic spy books so hunt for the red october is a tom clancy novel that got turned into a alec baldwin movie and a russian sean connery with an irish accent which doesn't work i wanna shrink that submarine <laughs> <laughs> um, the timeless performance <laughs> he his name has been carried over on onto other games i think um, they're they continue to build it because it's such a it's a semi-realistic type of vibe where it's highly tactical military, so it's
1: like a shorthand, like oh if it's got Tom Clancy in the name, you know it's gonna be something like military stuff. Exactly.
0: So like Ghost no Recon. No bunny boobies. No bunny boobies. No. So Ghost Recon is another popular series from where well, that has a Tom Clancy name where You know, you have to be very tactical about your movements, and you can't just you can't just run and gun. You got to like plan out. Okay, this this person has to move over that way. Breach the door. Breach, 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 breach. Let's go in. Let's go in. Take everyone down. You know. uh, And so, for this game, uh, the division, which came out, I think, a year or two ago, maybe two years ago, uh, it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic slash realistic take on what would happen if like you know a bad virus wiped out most of the population and people became outlaws and started looting everything and so like this government force called the division is set on the it's sort of set and making things right by killing everyone (laughs) (laughs) that is how you fix all the problems in the world i see just (laughs) exactly you can't just snap your way out of things yeah
1: so this is the second one in that series this is the second one so the first one was
0: based in new york Uh, in like a snowy environment the second one is based in washington dc a swampy environment Mm, very swampy lots of lush vegetation but (laughs) it is a beautiful game um and the idea that it's it's a massively multiplayer kind of Mm. right so you can go and do missions in like a mmo style you do quests around the map and then you can invite your friends in and then they have this area this portion of the map that's called the the dark zone where you do PvP, right? So what you're doing is you're you're going around doing missions to collect better guns. Once you feel like you have the better guns, you go into this PvP zone to to prove yourself.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's sort of it's like PUBG, but if you also had sort of like scripted quests. levels and quests outside the battle royale island. Exactly. Go find. Better stuff
0: to fight right. with or use oh, that's interesting okay. and you can continue to respawn you know you don't have to be number one have you played it Sam I have it's very hard it's a lot harder than the first one like the it's like long division it is very long yeah can do you remember how to do long division on like uh, on pen and paper I
1: know that I learned how to do binary long division at college oh wow no idea anymore yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I, I I tried to show long division to my to my kid once and i was just like wait is that how you do it do i put x's here and then carry that over and then mine it wait what
1: (laughs) yeah these days i can just about add up a a restaurant bill with a tip right even then i'm like
0: wait what even then you're doing tricks right (laughs) just take the first number and then times it by two and then delete all the zeros and you got it so 700 hundred dollar tip boom
1: and that concludes A-S-T-I-S-T-G. Are Thank you yourself. satisfied? I am satisfied.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I realize I should really just call this segment what's Will Smith streaming this week.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can put a parenthesis in that title.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because it's not long enough right. so far. So we need to <laughs> add some more add some more stuff on the end. So I wanted to do
0: this a little bit differently. Normally oh, what we do show. or what we try to do when we describe a game is try to talk about our experience into, as playing it, Okay, right? Let me first say that the, the onboarding experience of this game is really good. It gives you, it slowly settles you in by introducing all the different characters, but it doesn't really give you a full grasp of what the complete rules of the game actually are. I have some thoughts, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to try to explain this as if we're playing a board game. Could
1: I have a moment to have a statement before before that yes because i really want to hear you say this but okay. i feel like i need to have like a general statement about my experience this week sure for this game i had the opposite experience of sentinels right with sentinels uh we played it with a group i had this nice onboarding mm-hmm. your friends explaining to you you're like oh yeah great i get it you then go to the mobile version and you're like okay yep i get it let's go play yeah of course with this I would now had I was faced with the full force of the in-game <laughs> tutorial to understand what the heck is going on, right? And while the tutorial is good and step by step, and I'm like, okay, it's like presented nicely, I still feel like I didn't quite get what the hell is going on, like what the point of this whole thing is. Exactly. Why am I doing
0: this? And I think that is what was missing uh, from falling. T- it didn't give you a grasp of like what am I exactly doing in this game.
1: Games like this kind of they have this. Uh, innate tension between it's a really deep strategic gameplay and like that's the fun bit but how do you get someone who has to understand a whole bunch of complicated stuff right into where it's fun and they understand it yeah and i don't think there's a good way yet of doing that well actually my good way is wait for sam to play it and then he'll explain it to me on a podcast (laughs) Because I have a feeling that I'm going to really like this game, so I'm looking forward to this episode where you explain to me (laughs) how this damn thing works, and then I go and play it next week and enjoy it. Right. Because I feel like there's, I'm like, oh yeah, there's just so much stuff happening. There's a lot of stuff. So many cards. Like, I'm excited for this episode, Mm. but I found it difficult to start playing this game.
0: I I also experienced this, because it's been a long time since I played Armello. Um, Cause you played it on. I played it on the PC right. and even then like I had a hard time because I think when I played it on the PC, they didn't have the tutorial that they have for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was, I think I was like early access or something like that. And so it just like dropped me into the game and I had a hard time understanding what was happening. Um, so I kind of have the same experience of you in terms of the roughness that I found with sentinels of the multiverse mm-hmm. that I found right. really daunting and just like exhausting yep. that I actually found myself getting more interested with this introduction of the game that it put me through in the iPhone. But outside of that, like I just want to talk about the rules on how to play this yes. as a board game. Excellent. So uh, This, as they say, is what I'm here for. I'm so, here for this. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to explain this like a board game. So Armello is a four-player game where the point is you want to win the game with in four different ways. Okay. So the four different ways to win is being a Kingslayer, In which you go and kill the king with your strength. Um, The spirit stone victory, in which you collect four spirit stones and then you enter the king's castle. uh, By rot, in which you get as much rot as possible, which I'll explain later. Okay. And then I think you fight the king that way. And then you win by, or you can win by prestige, uh, which is to get as much prestige points by doing things around the map and killing other players which gain you prestige points and then waiting until the king dies. I believe this game is set over nine rounds in which the king is slowly losing his life because he is infected by the rot. Okay. Each round has a day and night cycle in which you can do the number of actions determined by your action points. So normally I think you believe you start off with three action points. Some characters might have two. I'm not 100% sure. I believe it's three. With these three action points, you can go around doing things. You can go to different... um, One action point will allow you to move to one different section of the map. Um, But if you encounter like a mountain pass, it'll require two points to get through. Um, But you can also gain more action points by using cards. So each character has four stats. Um, They have fight, which is your strength body, which is the amount of hit points you have wits, which allows you to, um, I think like do political convincing, right. And then spirit, which determines your, your magic, right. And these four things can be used in battle or for other things. Um, You also have four sort of like consumable stats, which you can gain or decrease along the way. So the first one is the amount of coin that you have, which allows you to buy things or actually um, use items. You have magic points, which allows you to use magic cards. Uh, You have prestige, which you gain, and it allows you to have some more. um, So prestige is another thing that I'll explain later, but prestige is essentially like the victory points in a normal game. And rot is sort of uh, something in the story of the game. Rot has affected the land, and it's affected the king, and that's why the king is slowly dying. But it's also driving him insane, uh, which is the reason why you want to replace the king because he is not thinking straight. Um, and so, with these four attributes, uh, the one that you should be you should try to focus on is also prestige, because the higher the prestige you have on the next turn, it allows you to choose what decree the king has put forth. So. Every beginning of the round, which is after a day and night cycle, a king will give you two choices to set across the land. It'll be either like, okay, in this round, I can make it rain, rot, which will decrease every player with two hit points, or you get two gold coins, right? Or something like that. And then you can choose either it's something that benefits everyone or affects everyone or it benefits yourself. And so you can choose what that might be. And that's why you want to get prestige because you can have a say in that matter. Also, if you have the highest prestige and then the king eventually dies, you will win the prestige route. You will be the next king. Outside of that, there are four characters to choose from, which indexes on these different attributes. So Thane, which is the wolf, will focus on the fight attribute. So he's uh, he or she is better at fighting with the sword. And so whenever you get into battles, which you will, um, you'll be better and you'll have more dice to roll uh mercurio who is the mouse has uh abilities to use more gold so i believe this allows the character to play cards that are that convinces different sections and towns uh which might allow you to get more prestige points santa who is spirit uh indexes on spirit allows you to do more magic things which is good for fighting off the rot uh and amber is uh the bunny or santa santa was a bear amber is the bunny with the umbrella um who is sort of the the treasure hunter and she can go around getting items which will actually benefit you in multiple different ways so
1: it's a lot going on yeah there's a (laughs) lot
0: going on and on top of this you have item cards which you can draw and these item cards can be from uh items that you can equip Uh, people that you can recruit to be on your team that give you different benefits. Items will usually give you like health or armor or attack benefits. Um, You can even get like magic cards, which allows to affect other players. You can even get political cards, which affects towns. So there's lots of stuff going on, (laughs) right? And so in a basic turn, what will happen is um, if you have the most prestige, I believe you go first. And then you use your action points to get to different sections of the town. Uh, When it's your turn, uh, you'll normally be given a quest, which is like a little flag that's glowy on the screen. And the reasons why you want to do this quest is because it'll give you either like prestige points or money or sometimes spirit stones. So you can build your strategy on like which way you want to win. So for example, if you choose Thane, you have a pretty good chance that you want to go to quests that will give you more attack so that you can just kill everyone right Right. because as you go towards a quest sometimes guardsmen from the king's castle will come and try to attack you sometimes you encounter baddies from that's forming from the rot that's going to try and kill you Uh, and whenever you battle the amount of strength you have will determine how much dice you have and you get into this nice little battle screen where you have to roll the dice oh yes yep and so this also is very complicated because now you can use your item cards to burn them, which then alleviates some of the, the, the needs and sometimes allows you to win right away. Uh, or you can rely on your item cards to then put more dice for you, which will give you a higher hit rate and allow you to defeat your enemies faster. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot going on. You want to survive all nine rounds, or earlier, if you get, like, do your quests and get the Spirit Stone, or you feel like you have enough attack power, and then go attack the king, be the kingslayer, um, you can get, you can, you can or just, like, go around killing everyone um, and getting more prestige so that you survive all nine rounds and become the king that way. So, yeah, there are different routes of winning, and ultimately, that is the game. I was
1: reading that pres- getting the prestige is... Kind of the easiest or the easier route
0: to win the game, mm-hmm. but is also I feel the longest because you have to go all nine rounds
1: with the maximum prestige.
0: Yeah, with max prestige, extreme, extreme prestige. That's hard to say. But then killing the king—that sounds tricky.
1: Like you need to level up a whole bunch before you can do that.
0: Right, you need to really focus on items and make sure you're good with them. Swords. Have you won a game of Armello? No. I was close to, but I haven't won yet. Okay. Do you play as
1: all four characters, or do you just choose a certain one for the whole nine? You just choose one for the whole. Okay. Yep. So I feel like in the tutorial, you kind of bounce around between characters in a way I couldn't quite understand why.
0: Yeah, it's because they were trying to introduce you to all the different elements that they're well-versed in. So I right, say, so like,
1: oh, hey, the bunny's really great at hopping and being protected from the rain. The <laughs> rabbit's really good. The, the rat is really good at... Well, collecting
0: well. money and cooking food Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> living in a chef's hat i see okay yeah so it gives you like the difference right the weaknesses of the characters and so
0: like you know it first starts at, starts you off with a wolf who is good at attacking and so it just gives you the basics of hey whenever you attack this is what's going to happen second one who is the bunny uh gives you an introduction of all the items and how to use them right the third mm-hmm. one introduces you to gold and allows you to bribe and set like different towns to work against you or for you and then the fourth one introduces you to magic which then also introduces you to rot uh which is sort of the main theme around the game
1: oh i've just unlocked the final level of the prologue the bear santa (laughs) right this is just still this fundamental problem of like this the fact that it's complicated is the point of the game right it's really hard to get a player to understand it enough to enjoy it
0: you're going to get more of a benefit of this game if it wasn't if you experienced it not on mobile first, mm. so I feel like if you experience it yeah. on the switch or on the iPad or even on your Mac, which I believe it's available for, um, I think you'll get a better sense of it. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like the the interface on the phone is also very well done, barring a few things that we might get into. Um, that it's a pretty complete package, um, and you can you know sort of sink into it. Did you play it on the iPad? I haven't played it on the iPad yet, but I think I will because my phone gets super hot (laughs) playing this game. You need all that additional iPad processing power. Right. Render those bunny boobs. Something about the iPhone getting hot is very uncomfortable, like for me, especially when you put it back in your pocket and it's like, ooh, it's a (laughs) a warm phone.
1: Shall we get to the 3x3s? Let's get to
0: the 3x3s.
1: I don't really have any. Mm. Let's just say that up front i tried to play this game but i still have no idea what's happening i'm still stuck in the prologue so i'm looking forward to understanding it more but i just could not i couldn't get into it i need to i need to pour myself a cup of tea (laughs) to myself with some marshmallows and sit down and go okay i'm gonna play this game for an hour i'm not just going to like idly flip around on the train i just need to sit down and go okay i'm gonna play this game it is a a great fruit
0: yeah this game is a very much a great fruit
1: but the first thing I think you raise a good point when you chose it last time was the idea that although it's styled as a board game, it takes advantage of the fact that it's on a touchscreen. Right, it's on a, it's an animatable system where you don't it doesn't have to look like a board game. So I certainly enjoyed that aspect of it. Say versus the mobile version of sentinels which is literally just cards on a screen and it's very static yeah here you've got swooping camera movements you've got animated characters you've got a whole thing going on uh which is you
0: got music that's like subtle but still soothing
1: yeah they got a whole bunch of stuff going on um which they've done a very good job with and it's interesting yet yeah, to see like oh this is what a
0: digital imagining of a board game could be (laughs) right yeah i think there is some sort of expectations that you have when you interface with a board game right you get a sense like okay like this is something where i need to get like familiarize myself with the rules it sets some expectation that you feel okay yeah there's something chunky here that i really want to dig into
1: that's a really good point yes you're like you're going to have to read the rule book before you can play a board game yeah which is what you kind of have to do in real life
0: and there's some expectation that okay like i know there's strategy here i have to figure it out i have to understand it and i think that's where you know the more effort you put into it the sweeter that nectar (laughs) becomes at the end of it when you squeeze (laughs) it into your mouth wait sorry
1: you kill the king
0: (laughs) so I'll, i'll do the good points um i felt this game was just like absolutely beautiful top to bottom like The menu, the buttons, the fonts, the music, the characters, the animations, (laughs) the setting, the fog, the lighting. I can go on. Okay. Yeah. Um, This is just like such a really good experience on the phone. And I'm very surprised at how great it looks and how well it performs. I think I constantly got like 60 frames per second, unless I turned on the don't make my phone hot mode. (laughs) Um, and there's just like really good details, even the way like the cards are designed, like it actually looks like physical cards where different people have illustrated the illustrations on them and it they don't look like, you know, like mediocre illustrations. Like these are really well-defined illustrations. I was just very impressed overall in terms of just like the full production of this game. Yeah. Oh, you want me to go on? Okay. Oh, I'll continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed that there's a complete experience from start to finish. Uh, I was initially daunting the, the prologue story because I thought, oh boy, this is just going to be another tutorial that I find super boring. Hello. <laughs> but I actually found it engaging because it introduced you to the character, and there's actually, they built in like really nice dialogue um, that I felt wasn't cheesy. So just the little details on the dialogue, like the font sizes were great on the phone. Um, the way that you can recall the events that occurred and like a little log of events, I thought was really clever because sometimes you look away from your phone and people are moving really quickly. You can actually look down at that log and see what people have done, which I thought was super clever.
1: Great. Yes. It keeps you as a little nice like, scroll of uh, all the events
0: that have happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the game finishes, when the prologue finishes and everything, it just introduces you into the lore a little bit more. And I think it's all about that story that's not so pushed in front of your face, but just like there on the sideline, that allows you to really appreciate the game even Examine more. It's a story. It's Yay. my, yeah. <laughs> so those are my good points. I think just a really beautiful package from all around. Like I, I, I'm looking forward to playing more of this. Yeah.
1: I thought the fact that it's turn-based, which, okay. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense for a board game. Um, I think that worked well, much m- like my beloved steam world heist,
0: Mm. which Such is a good game
1: yeah which i'm still waiting for steam something. world heist 2 yeah or another game to capture to captivate me just as that as that one did but, mm. uh maybe, maybe it'll be this once i understand what the heck is going on
0: maybe yeah i i still think in order to fully grasp it, it just needs like a little bit bigger of a screen right um i was reading some reports of you know this on the nintendo switch
1: that's a pretty small screen. Yeah. Kind of difficult to see what's happening.
0: Right. Yeah. Although if I can, if it's available on the phone, I feel like the switch would actually be a pretty good um, thing. And having like the, the handy controls yeah. uh, might make it better. Ooh, let's talk about controls. Mm, the controls. Yeah. So bad I think, points, Sam. <laughs> yeah, the bad points, getting to the bad points. While I think they made some really good um, adjustments for it to be on a touch device, I think the touch device just needs more tuning. The touch interfaces just needs a little bit more tuning. Uh, one of the biggest pain points was ending my turn. Uh, we've talked about touch drift before. <laughs> Sam, touch drift, TM. So touch drift is when you put your finger down and it registers it, but then you you know obviously like you can't keep your finger completely still. And that slight shift in your finger movement either negates the touch that you're performing or doesn't register it. Right. So there are lots of times where I feel I was touching the end turn, which is sort of a long press and you have to keep your finger there. It shows a little circle that goes around the loop of the button uh, before you actually end your turn, which is a great mechanism because you don't want to end your turn if you haven't fully said like, Oh, maybe I want to play this card or I want to, I have one more action point. So it's a great mechanic, but then it just didn't register my end turn a lot. Like I'd say like five out of 10 times and I had to keep tapping it and keep tapping it. And it's like, is this thing working? The other thing that they didn't account for is the new X phones now have that bar at the bottom, which closes out applications as you swipe it up. A lot of the buttons were placed around that general area. And I think, I, I don't know if like, os x needs to fix it or if iphone developers need to be more conscious about how those buttons are but whenever buttons are in that general area you just can't tap them like i don't know i just have a really hard time tapping it because of either it's like the touch drift or if it's just i don't know like it just didn't i had to carefully like make sure my finger was like
1: i found a few ui quirks as well Example confirming card selection mm. or quest selection. You tell me a choice, and there's only one card, and I'd be tapping confirm. I'd be like, "Wait, why is nothing happening?" Yeah. Oh, you have to tap the card first to give it the highlight, and then confirm. Which I guess I understand, but if you've got one card with no choice, yeah, it seems like oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes I felt like I ran into a couple of bugs as well where I or waiting for the game to do something and it just kind of froze. I think sometimes when like the King has a turn, you get the little card on screen saying collecting taxes or something. And then it would just stop. And I could like, be like tapping on the card on screen and I'd just, nothing would happen. So I'd have to, I don't know, I just kind of just quit and started again or like restart that level. So yeah, I think sometimes there was a few little quirks where I was, exp- it just seemed to stop registering or I couldn't get out of this screen that I was on and to
0: do the next turn. I I think I definitely saw that. Like another thing was you have your cards on your left side, um, which you have to pull out and sort of like look through. If these are item cards that you want to place on your character, you have to drag them over to the right and place it in your inventory. Locking that in as your inventory sometimes doesn't work as smoothly. Like you'd like go and just go back to your hand. You weren't sure if it was because you didn't have enough money to equip that item or if it was just didn't register that that placement, it was yeah, just little stuff like that that I think could use a little bit more finer tuning. First, anything else on the interface?
1: I mean, I do want to give a good point is the uh, the dice rolling
0: ah oh, so satisfactory. I can't believe we didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah pretty good. Yeah, I think that's what really makes it feel like a board game is that that dice roll having that in there, mm-hmm. and you're just like. You know, the sound is really good, the animations are really nice, and the way that sort of lock into place, you know, you see the definite benefits of it being a digital game. Last bit on interface, like, I kept trying to find what the icons meant. There wasn't, like, an easy sort of, you know, sometimes when they, like, gray out your screen and just, like, highlight the icons with, like, the words of what those icons mean... Mm. I wish there was like a mode like that where I can quickly see like, okay, what does this icon mean again? Like, I don't know what the tree icon means. Like, you know, on like some of the cards, um, just little things like that. And there is a glossary, but the glossary is not organized well to a point where like it's, you can easily find what you're looking for. So even if they just had like a a pause screen with like a interface help, I think would have been great.
1: Final bad points. I mean, we mentioned it before, but yeah, you're going to have to properly sit down and get on board with this. Maybe watch a YouTube video of someone explaining. Maybe go back to listen to what Sam just said about how the heck this game works. If you're anything like me, and maybe with my attention just drifting all over the place and I can't really concentrate on anything for more than five minutes these days, I found it difficult to get to the point where I understood the game enough to figure out Mm. what the fun part was. Just beyond, oh, it looks pretty and I get to be a rabbit with an umbrella which is cool. Yeah. I to flick a dice now and then also cool, but yeah, to get that deeper strategy and actually understand what the heck is happening. Uh, I am not there yet. Even after all these days we played Sam final
0: seven day rating six out of seven. Whoa. Yeah. I think uh, the last seven, um, it was just like, I didn't have time uh, to really get into it on my commute or something. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm, continu- I'm going to continue to play. The Theoretical 7. It is a Theoretical <laughs> 7. Uh, I have it on my PC. I have it on my Switch. I have I it on my iPhone. Have. I have it on a box with a fox. <laughs> I have it in a house with a mouse. I'm going to give it a 4. Potential.
1: I tried to four play attempts, it. four attempts try and <laughs> playing it, but I'm going to keep it around because I I want to. I want to learn. I want to learn, Sam.
0: I want to know. I want to understand. But I'm not there yet. I think the best thing might be for you to do is just to start playing it, like start playing the actual game.
1: Like whoever reads the prologue, really, right? Just keep right over that.
0: I also noticed that the iPhone version doesn't have multiplayer just yet.
1: Oh, okay. Because that's always a good way to gets leveled up and understanding more to play with other people
0: yeah if they had asynchronous multiplayer that would be cool right yeah um yeah but we'll see hopefully the league of geeks will come out with a with an update
1: there's a whole league of them so they must be doing something
0: yeah it's got to keep more busy somehow
1: all right my turn but i've actually delegated the choice this week. To our friend the Chad from Twitter. The Chad. Who has suggested that we play Rest in Pieces. Please save all the poor souls that have been trapped in the dream demons porcelain nightmares. Awake little Georgina from her evil clown dream. That sounds horrifying. Oh boy. Weaved of her worst fears. Help the drunken pirate Jack Parrot to vanquish the horrible sea monster Kraken. Save Father Lugiosi from Count Dracula's bloodthirsty fangs. Rest in pieces includes many souls to save, and several frightening nightmares to wake up from. Kill bosses to awake. Collect gems and unlock new figurines. Each figurine has unique characteristics. Save all fifteen souls, unlock five deadly nightmares. The objective is to swing fragile porcelain figurines through horrid nightmares without smashing into anything. It's easy to learn, I'm intrigued. It's easy to learn, but only the most skilled players will manage to save them all. Uh, available free with some in-app purchases uh, in your iOS
0: app store now. Interesting. I like the look of it. There is something Lovecraftian about the, oh, the baddie. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, to Chad, for recommending this game. I am intrigued. Sam, before we go, do you have a thing of the week? I do. You know I'm a fan of the Netflix i mean who isn't these days (laughs) steven spielberg for one yeah that's true netflix has just recently come out with season two of the dragon prince which i believe i've mentioned in the show previously oh and i've blocked my memory so the dragon prince is a my horse prince sequel (laughs) i wish oh man we should play horse prince again (laughs) um dragon prince is a animated series from the makers of avatar the last airbender and Korra: the legend of Korra, Korra's legend the avatar what yeah
1: sure you could have said that i would have gone yes yeah probably uh
0: head writer aaron he has has come up with season two of the dragon prince which oh, is <laughs> <has he? Sorry. laughs> yeah and it's good it's really good. I think there's like nine episodes, 30 minutes each. Lovable characters, all having their reasons. Lovable characters. <laughs> Cherished memories. Armello. Dragon Prince Season 2.
1: Dragon Prince Season 2. Okay, maybe if I'm feeling a little quirky. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. I just finished the Umbrella Academy, so I am mm.
0: open for a new show. Do you recommend Umbrella? I do. Oh, wow. Totally hooked. Mm. I will have to check that out. That was on my list. Plus that Love Robots are the robot wieners yeah yeah the robot ding-dangs yeah (laughs) robot flip-flops
1: uh yeah i was totally hooked on umbrella academy very good I, to be honest i think it's better than the marvel shows they made oh wow like it has quirky sense of humor to
0: it which i think was kind of missing in most of the marvel shows so when i first saw a picture of umbrella academy it reminded me of the magicians oh
1: yeah the because you got that one character with like the way of Mask like the eye mask mm. in the promo shots, and like that's just not that's not an accurate representation of what oh, the show okay.
0: is. Yeah, and they were like in some school, and it Im- yes. immediately reminded me of the magicians, oh, and I like was just that. like, yeah. mm, no, it is not that.
1: Okay, it's a lot more quirky and a lot more enjoyable than the promo photos okay. suggest. So don't look at the promo photos. Just go and just enjoy.
0: Th- mm. Watch the first two season of two episodes. Like, I'll download it for okay. my bus ride.
1: Should I tell you who wrote the original comics? Oh, because it it's based on a comic series. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Oh, wow. Mm. Didn't see that coming, did you? Mm. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Oh, that doesn't make me want to watch it I know. I, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so disregard that and disregard the
0: promo photos. Okay.
1: It is, it is very good. I enjoyed it anyway.
0: I enjoyed it. I mean, how much writing did he do, though? I think he wrote it. Really? You were the comics, yeah. Oh wow.
1: Very enjoyable. But that is not my thing of the week. Sam, do you use a Macintosh
0: computer. <laughs> I I wow. It's been a while since anyone have referred it as a Macintosh. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you also use a muggle mouse? What's a muggle mouse? Like a normie mouse? It's
1: not a magic mouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do. I use a normal
1: claw mouse. Do you find those side buttons to go back and forth do not work like they do on Windows? Oh, yeah. So they never the work. Yeah. Well, allow me to fix those problems. Sensible side buttons. What? Is an app that runs in your system tray, just runs in the background, mm-hmm. and remaps those side buttons to do exactly what you want. It's, fan- it's a savior. It has oh, saved wow. my life.
0: Yeah. It always angers me when I try to use the, the back and forward button on a browser, and it like opens oh. some other window with a search on it
1: (laughs) yep install sensible side buttons get it to uh you can just tell it to start every time you uh restart the machine uh,
0: and it'll do exactly what you want perfect i am going to download it right now it is Uh, available right now for free for free yeah wow
1: they could charge for it they should and that is our show sam you have seven days to play rest in pieces great i'm looking forward to it if you have a suggestion for a game we should play, tweet us
0: at Seven Days to Play. And follow us on Instagram because I might put something on there finally at Seven Days to Play. You never know. Never email us. Seven Days to Play!